Hey, and welcome back to Giovanni Andrioli's Movies and More, where I talk about movies and more. All right, everyone, welcome back to the show. Today, I'm here to talk about the latest film from one of my favorite directors, Edgar Wright, and that is Last Night in Soho. So this movie follows an aspiring fashion designer who was mysteriously able to enter the 1960s, where she discovers a dazzling wannabe singer. But the glamour is not all it appears to be, and the dreams of the past start to crack and splinter into something much darker. So this movie is something I've been excited about for a very long time. I think the first time I heard about it, I don't even know if it had a title or there were really any casting details or anything. I just remember that a while back I heard Edgar Wright's next movie is going to be a psychological horror film. And I thought that sounds amazing because I'm a huge Edgar Wright fan and he's proven time and time again that he transcends genre. He can do cop movies, he can do action movies, he can do comedies, he can do car chases, bank heists. I mean, he really is a jack of all trades. And while they all kind of have his similar stylistic bend to them, and a lot of them have a kind of like heavy comedic overtones, I think he shows, even when he's spoofing things, that he is very competent at making something that were it taken more seriously, it would be a really good example of just that genre straightforward. So when I heard that this was happening, I thought, that sounds amazing. Like, I don't even really need any plot details. I don't care what it's about. You give me that one sentence elevator pitch and I'm there. And I think a big part of that is because I love when comedy directors dip into horror and vice versa, because I think that you understand whether you specialize in horror or comedy, that timing is everything. That is what makes or breaks a good uh, film in your genre. And so I think that those, like the toolkit that's necessary to pull off either one, they kind of, they, there's a lot of overlap. And so I think that there's a lot of potential for directors who are predominantly comedy or predominantly horror to do the other one. A great example of that would be um, uh, David F. Sandberg. He did uh, Lights Out and Annabelle Creation, which are both pretty fun horror movies. And then he transitioned over to Shazam, which is really funny and heartwarming. But I think a lot of the same, uh, like editing tactics and and timing, like that kind of stuff, the way you have to do that to get the desired reaction out of the audience. I think a lot of it's very similar. So this idea sounded really, really cool to me. And once the trailer started to come out, and you started to get more of a sense of what this movie was going to be like, I thought this looks awesome and I was very, very excited to see it. I was really disappointed that I couldn't go to see it uh, on opening weekend, but I'm really glad I finally got around to it because I loved this movie. This movie was one of the best films I've seen all year. And I think I really enjoy the fact that I went in pretty cold. Like I said, I watched the trailers and so I sort of knew what it was going to be like, but I, you know, it's, it's not something like Spider-Man or like Batman trailers where I watch them a million times and try to analyze them and get every last detail that I can out of them. I kind of watched them once and was like, okay, I like the vibe of where this is going. We're crossing over realities. And, and that was kind of it. I got like that gist and that was all I needed. And I just kind of left it there. And so going into this and people were like, what's it about? I was like, I, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I genuinely don't know. Uh, what, what I'm going here for is Edgar Wright psychological horror movie. And I think that's really awesome. The experience of going into a movie without knowing much about it. Man, is that totally a rare experience these days, especially for me. So I think that that really helped the movie. But regardless, this was really, really good. I liked it like from probably the first like five minutes. I was like, oh, hell yeah, I'm in. I'm so in. I love how you get a lot of 
of trademarks of Edgar Wright movies, but they're less uh, like in your face. They're they're more refined, and you can tell that he's grown as a filmmaker. Where a lot of the stuff, you know, he's got it down to a science. The editing is so snappy. The camera work is so good. The way that uh, like some someone will move in one scene, and then the way they'll move will like be going in the same direction as a train that's coming in the, uh, in the next scene or something like that, or like a car and like that motion just blends flawlessly. Uh, the way we cut around to show differences in time and changes in location. It's so snappy. It's so good. And you can tell that he's just gotten to be an expert at this kind of really proficient editing. And there's so many moments where just the way that something is, is shot and the way it's all cut together, it's stuff where it's like a lot of filmmakers wouldn't do that, but I love that you did. Like, I love the way that we move from location to location. That's one of my favorite things in any of his movies or the way we pass time where it's just like quick cuts. And I don't even know how to describe it. It's just something you kind of have to see. And I love when like, there's kind of a voiceover that, that, um, from another scene that fills you in on what's going on in this scene. Like when she's getting the phone call or yeah, she calls the lady but we're only hearing the audio as she's walking up to the uh, the apartment building like that. That was just a nice choice. I, I really thought that that to consolidate storytelling, that's a really good choice. And uh, the performances in this are also phenomenal. I think everyone in this movie is really, really good, particularly Anya Taylor-Joy and um, our lead actress, uh, Thomas McKenzie. I think that's how you say that. Uh, I've liked her in other things as well, but she hasn't been in like a ton of stuff and it's been kind of smaller roles. So this is definitely one of the ones where she's front and center. And I think that she has a lot of promise. Like she could definitely become a much bigger star. Uh, I think that this is a really great turn for her. And I really liked how well she played the, the kind of the transitions that this character goes through the moments where she's shy and she feels completely out of place. And you can tell that she's just uncomfortable with these new situations. It's very overwhelming for her. And then as she starts to sort of find her confidence and then as it all breaks down again, and she's thrust into this crazy, like manic, uh, just, like totally doesn't know what's real and she's seeing things everywhere she goes and she's you know she's increasingly losing her mind i thought that she played every aspect of the character very well and i loved in the beginning how the story starts a lot of the things that it's setting up that you don't totally realize why this stuff is so important to the rest of the story and it seems just seamless you know and, and it, it seems like it's just inconsequential details but by the end you realize that pr pretty much everything that's established in that first half hour comes back in one way or another particularly character things uh, for instance i loved the fact that this movie taps into that feeling of being out of place i like that a lot it's a feeling that we're all familiar with we've all been in a situation where everyone else seems to be friends with each other and everyone else is having a great time and we're just not and we feel like we're awkward and everything we say is wrong and we're being asked a lot of questions that we don't know how to answer and you're just like you don't fit with the situation and i really liked how well it captures that it's not overly written or like cringy it doesn't seem too hollywood it just genuinely captures a feeling of just not fitting in and it's something that i feel like 
is universal. Everyone has gone through that to some degree or another. But the degree to which that informs the rest of the movie and for about the first half when when seeing all this stuff, uh, all the, the beginning events of of Sandy's life, seeing all that stuff, we understand why she would be so anxious to live in this world and why it initially seems like such a good thing and why she buys into it so hard and why, you know, kind of as the audience were with her in that, it's because we've seen what it's like for her in the real world. And when she tries to be, you know, this, like this cool person, she tries to fit in and it just doesn't really work. And now we're seeing someone who can do it perfectly, who's hanging out in these cool clubs and she's a singer and she's beautiful and confident. And she's got this cool guy who says all the right things and he drives a nice car and he's going to set her up with her gigs and, and all this stuff. And you can see why she would want to be in that fantasy as much as she does. And then eventually, once it starts to turn more sinister, and, and I think that that is more effective even because the rug is pulled out from under you. You've been like, wait, 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 wait. No, we were having a good time, I thought. And as it just keeps getting increasingly dark, I just thought that that was so well done. That progression is done so perfectly. And by the end, I mean, this is just an awesome story. I love how we keep unraveling this mystery, how the the craziness keeps leveling up, how it starts to seep over into the world more and more. And, and she doesn't really know what's real. And she's running through the streets and she's seeing these ghostly figures everywhere. And she's trying to kill her classmates by accident because she's seeing them as something else. It's it's genuinely terrifying to think about being in that situation. And it's just done and shot and edited so well. I really thought that it was amazing towards the end. And some of those visuals, man, oh my God, you're never going to see that in the movie. That's not uh, from such a specific filmmaker with such an uh, amazing original vision, those glass stairs that are breaking as she's trying to climb up them and, and uh, uh, all the hands like coming out of the bed and the floor and everybody's bursting through the walls and they're all trying to like grab her towards the end and the house is setting on fire Oh my God, it's amazing. The lighting in this is so pitch perfect. The way it conveys all the moods and everything, it's so, so well done. There's so many shots in this that are just truly spectacular and breathtaking. I can't even imagine the amount of work that went into doing some of this and capturing it as well as it was. That one-take dance sequence where it keeps switching between Eloise and Sandy. I mean, seriously, there's so much about this movie that's just amazing, and I can't wait to buy it and watch it a hundred more times. I really, really enjoyed this. This is something that I feel like might fly under a lot of people's radars, and I really hope that it doesn't for you. If you're listening to this, go check it out. It's really, truly awesome, and I think that you're um, you're definitely going to enjoy it. Uh, I will. I will say um, real quick, just just since I've kind of you know, you you get what I've uh, you get what I'm saying. You 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 not understand how I'm coming down here. I just want to put out there, uh, and this is spoilers, so if you want to jump ship, here's your opportunity. I totally called that the cop that she meets in that like private booth area or whatever, I totally called that that was the guy. He like had something about his face and like the way he smiled and like his cheekbones or something. I don't know why. I was just like, that looks like a younger version of that old guy. It's the old guy. It's definitely him. There's no way that the old guy is really who killed her because it wouldn't be so obvious. And then I also, I pretty quickly put together 
that the old woman, the landlady, was Sandy just years in the future. What I didn't realize was that Sandy was the killer and that what we saw at first was wrong was that Sandy didn't get killed. Sandy killed all those other guys. I thought that was a really cool twist. I would say some of it was a little bit predictable towards the end, but at the same time, I think that it almost had to be because otherwise, you know, you, you like if you try to obscure the twist too much, then then it's not really like it's not really as enjoyable because I like it better that you can go back and sort of put together all these things and a reason like, oh, that's why she didn't want men to be in the oh, and she says about so many people packed up in the middle of the night and left. It's like everything starts to be kind of putting itself together now and you're understanding like you're putting together the pieces of the puzzle. So I think that while it did start to be feel a little bit obvious towards the end, I I still thought it was a really good twist and the way the mystery ended up being, I thought that was really cool. All right, before we get out of here, I want to say that I am grateful for a really awesome night that I got to see this on. This was uh, this is a really fun experience. Uh, I just kind of took my friend out to see this. I was obviously nervous a little bit that he might not like it. It's not that he didn't want to see it or anything. It's just that like it's not necessarily something that uh, he would have picked. So I was sort of just like, hey, I don't know who else would want to see this with me. So you're coming. And um, and we both ended up really liking it. So I was glad for that. And then. Uh, we got dinner, which was really nice. Uh, got some pizza, and then just yeah, just a nice, just a nice chill night. I was just good. Also, some of the trailers for uh, like the stuff before this movie, I was like, why the fuck are we watching this? Some of it though, the black phone. Oh my god, I need to see that in theaters. I I need to. I did not realize how awesome that movie looks. I'd heard about it and I kept seeing this stuff that's like Ethan Hawke is is terrifying a new trailer for the black phone and I was like, okay. But oh my god. It looks so good. It looks so good and creepy. I can't wait to see it. So yeah, uh that's that's just something else I wanted to slip in there. I uh yeah, I'm gonna see that. Look forward to a review of that soon. All right, you know the drill. Rate, review, subscribe, review your podcast. Five stars is super helpful. After that, you can go ahead and tell a friend about the show if you think they would enjoy it. Word of mouth is one of the best ways to spread the word about the podcast. So thank you if you've done all that. And thank you in advance if you're going to. But in the meantime, thank you as always for listening. That's the most important thing that you do for me. And yeah, until next time. <clears throat> do you believe in ghosts? Peace. <laughs>